0: Around this time of year, people start uh, putting together their list of goals and things they want to accomplish in the year. And by the way, any time of year is good to set goals and to look toward the future. But especially around the beginning of the year, uh, people do spend a little extra time writing down what they want to do, what they want to accomplish. And often those lists are daunting for many reasons. Uh, First of all, I think people have a hard time Um, because that maybe their goals are lofty. Mm. Uh, but oftentimes I've found is that people have had those same goals on their list for 10 years.
1: Right. Yep. And we actually, every year between Christmas and new year's that week, and we're in Mm. that week recording this right now, um, we tend to get together and start talking all throughout the week about what we want our new year's habits to look like. So this this coming year, what habits are we going to mm. pursue? And sometimes that looks like goals, like we want to reach this number, or we want to reach this, you know, we want to finish this project, etc. And but sometimes it's just repeating the habit from the, you know, the prior year. Yeah. A lot of our new year's habits this year were a wink back to this past year where we said Oh, we did that well. Let's do that again. Or we didn't do so well with that one, but it's a really good habit to try to pursue. Let's, let's get better at that.
0: Yeah. We totally had that conversation on a drive Mm -hmm. of, Hey, we did this really well. Mm, That wasn't so good. Let's try that again. And, and, um, it's this continual effort to get better and to develop ourselves in life,
1: which by the way, Let me just put a plug in. We didn't plan on doing this, but uh, we're doing monthly live date night Mm -hmm. in January. And we did this uh, workshop last January where Mm -hmm. we guided couples through setting their New Year's habits. And we have a template for you. It's a PDF that comes with the workshop. Um, And so we're doing that same workshop. We're going to guide you through the same process we go through every year on our Mm -hmm. own, um, setting your New Year's habits. So that is coming up. Um, January, I don't even have the date memorized. It is January, uh, 21st, Friday, January 21st at 5 PM Pacific time. And we'll put the link in the show notes so that you can, uh, go register for that workshop.
0: Yeah. Monthly live date night is a great way of really getting you guys on the same page, working together toward the same goals yeah. and just get putting some tools in your hands.
1: Yes. So, so. sorry for that little commercial. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, this is such an important uh, time of year. Yeah. Um, I actually really enjoy setting goals. Um, and a lot of the people we work with, um, a lot of it is goal setting and then working mm-hmm. toward those goals and helping them achieve a different outcome in their life than they've always gotten. Um, and one of the things that we often come against or you know, work toward and then we hit this big old brick wall called fear. Mm-hmm. And... And fear is an absolute immobilizer or stopper of mm-hmm. progress or yeah. however you want to define it. But, um, and this is fear of real things or even imagined things. Yeah. So anxiety, stress, but also like, you know, catastrophic thinking, you know, uh, mm-hmm. something might happen. But getting a handle on fear and how to progress through it is crucial for a well-lived life.
1: And maybe dissecting fear a bit can help you start to understand um, why you're fearing, if it's real or imagined. Mm -hmm. Sometimes fears are legitimate and it's a safety mechanism to stop you from doing that thing that could cause harm to you in some way, whether that's, you know, in your relationship or, you know, finances or physically, spiritually. Um, So fears serve a purpose sometimes. Oftentimes though, Our fears come when we feel most vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You know, there's been a lot of studies around vulnerability and a lot of people, when they were asked about, you know, when, when have you felt most vulnerable? It was in those crucial moments when something catastrophic either happened or it was about to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, like someone passed away and you're going to go make that phone call to talk to that person and and share condolences with them, but you don't know what to say, mm-hmm. and you avoid making that phone call. And you go, oh, "I'll call, I'll call in five minutes, or I'll call in an hour." And the hour turns into hours or days or weeks, and then you never make that phone call because you were you felt very vulnerable. You didn't know what to say. Um, people felt vulnerable when they had a, a spouse who you know had cancer. And, or they, they felt vulnerable when their bank account was not matching up with the bills that they needed to pay. And so fear comes when you feel vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes the answer to vulnerability is to gain more security, especially if it's like a fear that's legitimately protecting you. And so you gain more security through you know, wise decisions. But sometimes the answer to vulnerability is risk taking a risk and making that phone call to go comfort that person and be present with them, even though you don't know what to say.
0: Right. And, uh, we know that fear tends to warp people's, uh, ability to see reality mm-hmm. things as it really is. Um, and we, what happens a lot of times is we overplay in our own minds just how risky this is. Um, and, Remember too, we're kind of talking in generalities right now. We'll we'll narrow it down, but we can have fears of so many different things. Um, clients that have had broken relationships Mm -hmm. and now in order to step into a a healthy, um, relationship, they have to actually become vulnerable and becoming vulnerable is scary. If you've had, um, abuse or trauma in your past, you definitely need to work through that. I think with the counselor, mm-hmm. um, but that right there causes these defense mechanisms in us. Parts of us want to defend against uh, putting ourselves in a vulnerable position again. Mm-hmm. But vulnerability is needed. It's a prerequisite of um, being loved, fully loved, and fully known. Yeah. So. So in relationships, this is vulnerable um, to dream sometimes because maybe something has, you know, you had this dream, you had this idea and it never came to pass. So we keep our expectations low and uh, we stifle our creativity. We stifle our ability to rise above. Um, so often I've seen people with great ideas, like or great talents in a certain area They've always wanted to start a podcast. They've always wanted to write a book. They've always wanted to be an artist. But putting ourselves out there or taking that first step is a big risk. Yeah. And that is scary.
1: Because it's lonely, Mm -hmm. right? By far and large, taking a risk, a first step can feel lonely. Mm -hmm. You have all the what ifs. What if I fail? What if they don't like it? You know, uh, and it's a sacrifice. Right. To go take that first step, mm-hmm. you often have to invest time, and energy, finances, passion, prayer, when you could have been putting that time, energy, passion, finances, prayer into all the other things, mm-hmm. but you funnel it into this big step. And so that can be lonely. Right. And we all crave connection. Yep. So, yes, sometimes, you know, that's that risk, having courage is going to launch you into a season of loneliness.
0: Right. And we want familiarity.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: So there are several ways of uh, kind of tackling this, going from uncertainty and fear and um, just being stuck to starting the movement, Mm -hmm. starting the action. Um, But first, so we kind of talked about fear here. I, I love how Nelson Mandela um, talked about courage. He says this, courage is not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. Mm. So just because you have fear, I mean, that shows you that you're at risk, but that's a good thing. You know, you can't exhibit courage without fear being present. Right. That it's impossible. Yeah. So, Acknowledging the fear, becoming honest about the fear, Mm -hmm. and then taking steps to move forward in spite of it is the path to a better life.
1: Yeah. And a lot of people think that, you know, fear is the opposite of courage, Mm -hmm. just like, you know, Nelson Mandela gave a head nod to that when he uh, clarified that courage is not the absence of fear. Um, but really the, the, opposite of courage is discouragement. Yeah. Right? So what is discouragement? Well, it's interesting. We're we're reading in our devotional, we're doing a devotional on the um, it's called The Hebrew Word Study Revealing the Heart of God by Chaim Ben Torah. And uh it's just a fantastic devotional. Um he has a couple of volumes and we're working through the first volume. But we came across this Um, devotional on the word discouraged, Katsar in the the Hebrew. And in Numbers 21, four, it says, and the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. And just to give a little bit of context, God had just given them a great victory, the children of Israel, a great victory in the prior verse. And then the very next verse, the verse we just read, says that they're discouraged, right? The soul soul of the people was much discouraged. Mm -hmm. So they probably just wanted to throw in the towel and say, I'm out of here. Um, but why were they discouraged right after a victory? And there's a little bit of insight here. Discouragement is often at the, the three root letters in Hebrew. It's kof sade resh. So katsar is the root there. And um, the ancient sages have associated those three letters with self-righteousness. You wouldn't think that, right? Because we think like, oh, if if I'm confident and I, I know what's going on, like I'm going to be more courageous. Yes, but if your confidence is in God and his plan and his timing and his direction, if you start getting self-righteous, like entitled, I deserve this. And that's really how the children of Israel got You know, they they got so familiar with being... We're
0: God's kids, so we shouldn't have to suffer.
1: That's right. Yep. And so uh, I think that's why they were discouraged. It wasn't that they were hopeless necessarily. Mm -hmm. It's that they got self-righteous. They started really putting a lot of uh, entitlement out there. Right.
0: I've heard it said that people would much rather a a God that looks like a doting grandpa that gives us all the... like great things that we desire and mm. just shower us with gifts rather than a wise parent who wants yeah. to build character within us.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So think about that when you're considering your, your goals or your new year habits or your focus. Um, and, and you think, okay, am I leaning on the side of discouragement from looking at how I didn't fulfill last year's goals or, you know, uh, not, not really being on par with what I had intended to do last year. Mm -hmm. Is there a sense of self-righteousness in there that, that you need to work on in your spirit that I'm entitled to these good things or why am I not having a breakthrough in this area? I should, I deserve this. I should be getting this. Um, that might require a little heart check, a spirit check.
0: Right. And well, and how much shame are you connecting to this that whatever you're yeah you know, if you've been immobilized Mm -hmm. by doubt or fear, and then we've had that should, that shame that comes up and pops up all the time, like, well, you should have been farther. You should have done this. Mm -hmm. Um, that shame will definitely hold you back from even looking at this or re-putting your goals back on the calendar to approach it, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to really, cause, oh, I haven't done it forever. You know, how am I? You know, I'm. I'm just gonna do it again. Yeah. But the thing is, is you're never the same person. Yeah. Tomorrow, you're gonna be a, a a different person than you were today. Not every single thing was the same. There are some new things. Yeah, it's a good point. And God's grace is new every day. So, yeah. and new very new every morning. So we have to kind of put that that whole like discouragement aside mm-hmm. and pick up courage. I mean. Be of, the Bible says all over, you know, be of good courage. Yeah, It's something that we put on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's a decision. So, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I can go on this for a while, but <laughs> just deciding in the morning, you know, what does your game face look like? What does your, I'm going to go do this look like and then decide I'm going to walk like that person. I'm going to talk like that person. Yep. I'm going to be a person of whatever your word is, authority or courage or, mm-hmm. but put it on and walk in it.
1: Yeah. I'll give a couple of examples just to make it practical. It doesn't have to be this huge thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one example. And when we were looking back at our 2021 habits, um, I wanted to do a parenting devotional, like read a parenting devotional or Bible reading plan. And I never did that in 2021. We read other devotionals and plans and studied different things in scripture, but we just didn't do a parenting one. And I at first had a lot of shame about that. I was like, where are your priorities? You should have done this. Right. And it takes a lot of courage to say, no, 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 no. I'm not going to should myself. I'm going to say, you know, this is going to be a priority this year. So how do I put that courage on and make it happen? I'm going to take action today and get on Amazon and find Mm-hmm. You know, a devotional that's highly rated for parenting, or a Bible reading plan in my app that's highly, and I'm gonna actually start it today. Mm-hmm. You know, so you take action. Same thing like with my dissertation. I've wanted to finish it the last couple of years, and I haven't. And so when I wrote that down this week on my New Year's habits plan for 2022, I do definitely want to finish it in 2022. But mm-hmm. instead of shaming myself and shooting myself, I said nope. I'm going to take action right now. I'm going to text my good friend, Chelsea, who's keeping me accountable. And I'm going to ask her when we can do some dissertation Sundays between services. And I, you know, put that text out there. And that's at this stage for me, taking courage.
0: Starting accountability, starting. So these are the first steps toward achieving these goals.
1: Yes. Yep. So I just wanted to give some examples that were practical and be a little bit vulnerable myself about how to take action and take courage and what that looks like to pick courage up.
0: Mm. And really that that really speaks to the heart of okay so you want courage start taking courageous action. Yeah. And that starts with the ver the, the simplest of steps. Mm. What is the first step? Um I love how Dale Carnegie said inaction breeds doubt and fear. Mm. Action bring, breeds confidence and courage. If you want to conquer fear, do not sit at home and think about it. Go out and get busy.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: I like that. Totally. And so, okay. So sitting down, writing those goals out is the first step. Mm-hmm. The ne- next step is, okay, just get some accountability on board. Yeah. The next step is, and uh, okay, so we have some steps for you. Those are a couple of really powerful steps. Sometimes though, even getting to those steps of putting it as a goal mm-hmm. is difficult. Like, yeah. should it even be a goal for me? Yeah. So um, we adapted this from Tim Ferriss' uh, TED Talk that's called Fear Setting, mm-hmm. which is really, really powerful. If you're, maybe you've always wanted to be a doctor and, and you're thinking about going back to school or you wanted to you know, do something big that's going to take a lot of time and effort and you don't know if you're capable or good enough or whatever it is. This is a really powerful thing to really help you think through um, this big action that you need to take. Mm-hmm. So we adapted this. It's not exactly his format. Go watch that video. It's super good. But just a couple of things that kind of help you get um down that path. Mm-hmm. So the first step would be, what are the fears related to this main fear? So if it's, um, what's a good fear?
1: Uh, I won't finish school if I start school again.
0: Right. Yeah. Because maybe when you started school that first time you weren't as focused as you could have been. Mm -hmm. Um, so what we, you would do is you would sit down and and write out all the fears. I'm going to waste all this time and effort. I'm going to waste money. I'm going to get into debt. I'm, and you rate, just put all those fears down. And then what you would do is you would rate your fears one through 10. Like some fears are not that powerful. Some fears are very, very powerful and, but honestly, just seeing your fears all written down on paper mm-hmm. generally takes the sting out of fear. It does. It becomes yeah. more real because, um uh, what's the acronym of fear? I've, I've heard it before. It's, mm. it's, um, I don't remember future events appearing real.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Future events appearing real. Mm-hmm. And because they've never, um, made their fears a reality, they've never like paused the fear and really looked at it, it becomes more enormous in your imagination Mm -hmm. than it really is in reality. Yeah. So that's the first step
1: Yep. So rate those one to ten, and then answer: How can you prevent these fears from becoming a reality? Some of those fears might be legit. I mean, yes, you need to consider the financial impact of going back to school, mm-hmm. um, but are you going to go completely into debt that you can't get out of, et cetera, et cetera? Well, how can you how can you address that fear? Okay. Well, I could DoorDash, and um, we could get a passive income stream during the time that mm-hmm. I'm going to school so to pay for school.
0: You can get grants. By,
1: you can get grants and scholarships. Yep. Um, maybe you can substitute teach while your children are in school. I mean, there's so many ways of getting more income mm-hmm. or, you know, financial um, providing for your family or school financially.
0: And finding a mentor or counselor or somebody that cares for you that's wise can really help in this process because Mm -hmm. sometimes we do have blind spots in our capabilities and you know not everybody is built for school yeah you know some people would just be better at you know building a company or uh, being the best uh employee in that company and go up the ranks like whatever Mm -hmm. that is or
1: getting a practical certificate rather than a full four-year degree yeah yeah
0: i mean That's there's, there's multiple paths to being successful at life. So becoming real with, you know, this is my path or this needs to be my path. So having somebody to bounce these ideas or fears off of, I think is very, very helpful.
1: And then the last step here, which I think is the most powerful step, okay, is answering the question, what are the consequences of inaction? So if I didn't do anything about this goal or I didn't take that step, What's the consequence of inaction? We like to think of what life would be like if we fulfilled that goal. oh man, it would be so amazing and we would be so fulfilled and we'd be happy and we'd Mm -hmm. be, you know, successful. But what are the consequences of inaction?
0: Because fear is stopping you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes fear can also be a powerful motivator to move through that, that first fear. In other words, are you going to become, are you going to be seven years old and not have done what God has called you to or yeah. what you're gifted in or like, that's a, that's a scary thing to look at. You could spend your life and end up with regret. Mm-hmm. And the only thing we can't get more of is time, right. you know, wasting your time and not being as productive as possible. And the sadness that would come for, for, to you that, you know that I could have done so much more with myself and my talents and my abilities, but I didn't because of this fear that wasn't even real. Um, So this is just to kind of push you like this, this little, and I've done this before. This Mm -hmm. is not just something that we said, yeah, go ahead and do that. I've done this for multiple uh, things that were holding us back from progressing and you know, doing the podcast and doing Dear and Married Couple. And, you know, some of this is scary for us. Um, but through action, you start to gain a little bit of confidence of like, okay, this is, this is the right thing. This is fun. Mm -hmm. This is awesome. And the fear actually starts to lose its power.
1: Amen. So we want to encourage you guys take action, uh, visualize next steps, conquer the fears by addressing the ones that are legit mm-hmm. and asking yourself, what's the cost of inaction because mm-hmm. of these immobilizing fears?
0: Yeah. So just to, to touch on what you just said there, once you have all these fears right now and then the consequences, oftentimes I've found that people have spent so much time fretting about how people see them or how their pride would take a hit mm-hmm. if they don't succeed that they haven't given much time just to sit there and, and actually conjure up an image of you successful.
1: Oh, that's good. To
0: bring yeah. up an image of what would it look like me accomplishing this thing? I challenge you. Yeah. You know, once this, don't just go on to the next podcast or the next thing to waste your time or the next entertainment thing. Pause and, and really sit in it like... What did, would it look like for me to become this thing or, yeah. or to create this thing or to see this dream realized mm-hmm. that is a powerful thing too. And then start to create that in little ways. What's the very first step? Start to step your way through it. Um, long time. I, I got a, uh, long time ago, I got a planner called the best self. I think it's best self co planner. And that was so helpful for me to write out. Okay, here are my big dreams. Now here are my goals to get those big dreams. And here are the breakdown of those goals. And then Mm -hmm. here are the steps that I need to take to get those goals. And then here are the daily tasks that I need to get those steps. So just by putting the steps out in, you know, how do you make these, these dreams to goals, to steps, to habits? Yeah. You know, there is nothing that Maybe there are a few things that you can't do. You probably can't build another pyramid like the Egyptians did or somebody. (laughs) You could do a lot of stuff.
1: Absolutely. Within reality. And because we're people of God, you think about it in terms of what God has called you to do. And if you're fearful because of maybe feeling like, like you can't or you're incapable you need to think back to what God's called you to do because if he's called you to do it. He's going to equip you to do it. He might team you up with others who have strengths in certain areas you don't. But when you visualize that dream realized, you need to think about the fruit that it's producing Mm -hmm. too in people's lives and the impact that it will make because that's what God has called you to. Mm
0: -hmm. So. So take action. Don't wait. Do it today. Motivation is way overrated. Even if you don't feel motivated, sit down and write this stuff out and make out a plan and take Mm -hmm. action and then get people to hold you accountable. All right. So this is us signing off. Let's go. Do it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.